This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This is Inside Twins, and a happy Sunday morning to you. Inside Twins is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made legend of the making Derek Falvey in studio here today you know that chair has been filled over the last couple of days Brad Style was in that seat Jeremy Zoll was in that chair I mean you've got a lot of uh you got a lot of legends to follow here you, you up to <laughs> no it question a lot of good people in this uh this group and uh, I'm excited to follow up. well we're gonna do a little something different today on Inside Twins as we've done all year depending on who's here if it's Derek Shelton if it's Rocco Baldelli if it's that if it's Derek we try to mix things up uh, to kind of work to your area of expertise. We had Brad in earlier. We're going to hear from Brad Style, Pro Scouting Director, about kind of what he does and how it all works a little bit later on in Segment 2, and then we'll hear from Derek kind of in reaction to what Brad had to say. But, Derek, let's start with kind of the pressing issues from the CBO's chair. First and foremost, I think, Byron Buxton's health. He's going to play in Cedar Rapids today. Obviously, it goes without saying the impact he can have on your roster. Are we moving ahead of schedule? When I lost uh, Byron... Based on his smile, his persona, his body language, he seemed to be in a pretty good place. Yeah, I think Byron's feeling great, and, and that first and foremost is what you want to you want to focus on. He he started out when he had that subluxation of the shoulder. Typically, then you have some looseness in that in that socket, so you want to strengthen everything around it as much as possible. Because when he goes and swings again, or when he dives into second base or dives for a ball, you don't want that. You want it to be as strong as possible to hold everything in place. So we spent the last few weeks uh, strengthening everything around it, making sure that his labrum rotator cuff and everything was in a good place. He feels great. He took BP on the field the other day. It looked like normal Byron. So now we'll get him. We'll DH today. We'll let him play the outfield tomorrow, and then hopefully we're tracking toward him coming back here soon. And obviously he is an integral part of of this team and everything that you hope to accomplish here in the coming month. Another guy who is integral is Jose Barrios. Now much has been made of changes he's trying to make and some of the things that have been different. As the CBO, your job is to hire really smart people to work on that, and they've been doing that. You're also a pitching guy at heart. How hands-on are you in this process with Jose Barrios? And at what point did you or did Josh or did did Wes, did somebody notice a little something off with Jose Barrios? Yeah, I think it you know, goes back a few weeks, certainly, where he was having a little bit of a tick down in velocity. Uh, but it was something that I think he was going through a period as we assessed it. We have so many systems to evaluate kind of how a guy's feeling. Uh, certainly self-report is an important one from a player, but we wanted to make sure that first, first and foremost he was healthy. And I think all pitchers to some degree go through a dead-arm period during the course of a season. When you're throwing 200, 225 innings over the course of a year, 
you're going to run into that. And I think that he went through a little bit of a period of that. We feel like the last couple of outings, we've seen a little bit more velocity tick up. Now it's just the finishing off of the command. I think he's thro thrown some balls in poor locations. He knows that. He needs to be a little bit more consistent with executing to certain locations. That's something that Wes and Jeremy Hafner and uh, our everyone around are working on with him. And, and Jose is as good a worker as anyone you're going to find. So I know he's focused on the right things. Is it hard for you not to want to be hands-on? like that? Because that's... That's your background. I mean, that's how you uh, ascended to the chair that you're sitting in is by actually being hands-on involved in solutions just like that. I, I think the cool part about our environment and our culture right now is we are all hands-on. You know, we're having those conversations all the time. So Wes and Rocco and Shelty and everybody in that room, we're sitting around talking about ideas. Hey, what do you see? What are we looking at? And we have people that are ass assessing motion and movement and making sure that we're understanding how a guy's delivery is working. All of those conversations are happening with a subset of people and a group of people. Ultimately, the pitching coach is always the person that's going to go implement it with the player on the field. But a lot of the bubbling up of that information I'm still involved in that conversation as, as much as I had been before you have so much information about everything and the the gathering of information isn't just to gather it it's to try to find answers to try to project but also try to diagnose why things have happened this club was so good at home in the first half of the season one home series victory since then now there are factors right there's who you're playing when you're playing how healthy are you but the fact of the matter is it's been kind of a 500 club that's just kind of been buzzing along, not at that high level that we were spoiled with the bulk of the season. Have you been able to diagnose any particular reason, or is that come back to the old adage of that's baseball and you're going to have cycles? You know, I, I think it's more that. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes I think everyone wants to label uh, an issue with an answer, right? And so there's a reason why this is happening. You know, we're the best team in baseball right now on the road, uh, and that was something that we hadn't been in yeah. years past. So uh, I don't know that there's anything specific we're doing on the road that leads to that, other than we're playing good baseball when we've been on the road. You know, certainly, as you've said, earlier on this season when we had a full complement of players, fully healthy, we're probably playing a little bit better at home than we have of late. Uh, I fully expect that our guys they love playing here they're well rested we have good resources I think it's just a matter of that blip in the schedule where you're not playing as well at home but I, I fully anticipate going forward we will baseball is such a keep it steady don't worry about yesterday don't worry about tomorrow sport uh, it's why we talk about like a guy like Max Kepler is so perfectly wired mentally to yep. deal with yep. a sport like this and yet when you get into the cauldron of a pennant race and you see someone in the rearview mirror it is different. As human beings, it is different when there's a scoreboard to glance at and when you're playing for something down the stretch. Are you feeling it? Is the team feeling it? And that can't always just be a bad thing. Sometimes that's a good thing, right, to feel that. I actually think it's only a good thing in many yeah. ways. I think if you don't embrace the pressure in, in professional sports, if you're not playing games in late August into September that uh, that are pressure-packed and, and filled, you're probably not having a great season, right? So at some point, we all want good seasons. We all want to be tracking toward 90-plus wins and giving ourselves the best chance to make, it, to make the playoffs. And I think that uh, I would say that most of the guys in there who've been through this before, this is when it gets a lot to be a lot of fun. You can't help but look back. We knew teams behind us were we're going to be good. We knew teams in front of us were going to be good. That, that, it was that's part of it. This wasn't going to be a exactly. cruise cakewalk. To There's the no future. such thing. Bye-bye yeah. most years. And so I would say that for our guys, we just need to, as you said, focus on today, do the best we can today. Whatever happens today, show up tomorrow and do the exact same thing. Well, they're going to focus on today. I'm going to ask you about next week, though, because this is sure. our last chance to talk with you before rosters do expand. And it's the last year of the full roster expansion before some rules are changed. Obviously, you're going to bring in uh, some bodies. Uh, typically on the position player side, everyone wants an extra catcher, and you happen to have one who's rehabbing. Timing's going to work out well. Oftentimes you'll also see specialists. Well, a speed guy here or a defense guy there, a pinch hitter there. 
one, you don't have a lot of guys who are going to be pinch hitting for it. Yep. Two, you don't have that speed guy floating around necessarily in your minor leagues. Position player-wise, ideally, how would you like to augment this group into September? Well, it, you've identified key aspects of our, our roster. Every team is different. Every year is different. So uh, you, you may have a team where you're a little bit more pitching dominant and, and you're, you're filling out more of your uh, platoon bats. So you're finding a lefty to complement your right-handed hitting out corner outfielder. Those are things that we aren't thinking as much about because of the consistency in the production of our, our everyday players and the position player side. I mean, many of the guys that we will want to play in September are already on this roster. You know, guys like Ari Adrianza and others that are getting additional at-bats, Jonathan Scope and others. So, so we, Jay Cave's a great example. Jay Cave's a great right example. So I think if we can get Byron healthy, you know, get Williams Estadio back here, guys like Lamont Wade and others, we feel like that's a good complement to our position player side. Now, pitcher-wise is different. You guys have been running the rotation at the back end of the roster all year. So you know you have the depth of quality of pitcher who can come up and help you, and I would assume we're going to see a lot of those same names. And then the one that fans get excited about is young guys like a Gratterall or an Alcala, guys who throw hard, guys who have uh, wipeout stuff. Then there becomes a danger of having too many arms. How do you get them all work? How do you balance that as you try to decide how many bodies you want, what situations they potentially could be used in, and how do you not... I guess, tempt yourself to try to get over cute down the stretch with the formula that's already working. I think you look at it and you and like you've said, there have been some guys who are, have already been up here and that are probably going to come back and be a part of this down the stretch. In addition to that, there are some guys that may not have been here yet and, and we think can help us. The key here is for us, we feel one of the strengths of our team is that depth that we feel like rotating some guys through. We've seen Devin Smelter come up here and really help us. We've seen younger arms like Cody Stashak and Zach Littell and others that have kind of gone back and forth to the minor leagues. Having more of those options on any given night only helps Rocco uh, and, and Wes in terms of making decisions around which guys to go to. So I feel like we will probably bring more than what we would need on any given day. And the key then is to get with the pitching guys and make sure they're throwing their side sessions and their bullpens to stay as sharp as possible to get into games. Is it hard when you have young guys who haven't been here yet, in particular the guys who've just moved to AAA, and Edward Colina will join that group, is it hard not to want to take the wraps off them a little bit? And you're playing meaningful games, every single one of them on the schedule, so you can't just mess around but they also could be difference makers. Yeah, the benefit with those types of young players who come up in September is that if they're getting their debut you know, or they're having their debut outing or one of their early outings, you're set up well because you have more arms in the bullpen to maybe back that guy up. So if he does have one of those nights where it's his first outing, he's a little amped up, maybe the strike throwing isn't where it needs to be, you're prepared to go back him up and go get somebody else. Whereas in a regular season game when you're up through September when you're at 25-man limit, you're a little bit more cautious about being able to do that because you know you only have so many arms behind it. I've been pretty vocal. I think it's crazy that you play by a different set of rules in September with the roster. It's going to change next year. Where do you fall on that? Yeah, I think I think I, I'm I'm with you that uh, I believe we play a certain way as the, most of the year and then it changes in September. I do think for the health and benefit of all players, expanding rosters to some degree, whether that's on the front end of the season or the back end of the season, makes some sense because you know we've seen it now. You you deal with injuries a lot on the on the pitching side in particular. So you don't want to extend guys too far. As long as the rules are the same for most teams and there is a limit at some point, I do think that's beneficial. How we work through that during the course of the offseason, I think will be interesting. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. Derek Falvey is our guest. In, intriguing stuff, as always, with Derek. We'll take a break here on Inside Twins. When we come back, we're going to hear from Brad Style and then hear from Derek on Brad's role, the decision to move him to pro scouting, and the great job he is doing in that capacity right now. It's all coming up on your home for Twins Baseball.
baseball, summer just wouldn't sound right. The Twins Community Fund, getting more kids in the game. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, what? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Every Friday after Twins games, fireworks courtesy of Securian Financial will light up the sky above Target Field from June to August. Go to twinsbaseball.com for more. Welcome back to Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root. They're trying something new this year as we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're talking to some of the, the faces behind the curtain, if you will, inside a very busy Twins front office. Daniel Adler joined us for a couple of our shows. And today it's like reunion week because Brad Style is back in studio where he spent so many Sundays with our minor league update. You have moved on to director of professional scouting. I don't think a lot of people understand fully what that means because it's not like the old days with advanced scouting professional scouting basically is when we trade for a plate when you're thinking about signing a guy you know to a minor league free agent contract a major league free agent contract these are all under your purview now that's fair and first off excited to be back <laughs> in the saddle here yeah, it's, 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 it's like you never left yeah it's been a while but happy to be back let's do a hypothetical in terms of how the communication chain works so let's say that Thad and Derek are working on a trade there's a player to be named later who's going to come from system a they want to make sure that the players that are going to be on that list are the right players does the first call go to you do you sit in the room like walk us through how hypothetically that would work and who are all the different people who would be involved in that well, as we go through that process and talking to another team, we're looking at that system from top to bottom from a scouting perspective and from an analytics perspective, and we can identify names that we have interest in, and we'll go back and forth with the team that we're talking to. And I think eventually you, you get to a point where one of the sides says, well, I think we're good on these other names, but here's a group of names that we have interest in either acquiring or trading away. And we'll make this a player to be named later type of situation. You know, usually we're all in the room for those discussions, unless it just happens to be when You're we're not in the office. Yeah. yeah. So does that, that also point, exist? Like, could they click on a button and be like, well, here's the team a, here's their system. And here's our grades that we have from Brad's crew on up and down the system. So we could immediately say, well, the name they just told us is a name that these guys don't like, that we don't like. Sure. And stuff like we that? can do that very quickly. Okay. We can access all of that information very quickly. But it gets to a point then where there's a list of names. That list gets communicated to myself 
our analytics people and I'll circle back with our scouts and say, here's the group of names we're looking at. And then we'll talk more in depth about each of those players and try to rank them internally. And we'll talk to our analytics team and see what their perspective is on it. If there's a disagreement there, we'll talk through it, why there might be differences in opinion between what the numbers are saying and what our scouts are seeing with their eyes. We'll relay all that information to Derek and Thad, and then ultimately get to make the call. Go for it. Long history of this organization of the Twins never forgetting players they liked in the draft. Whether it was a guy you drafted didn't sign, they'd go play for someone else. As Terry used to say, well, we like him for a reason, so let's keep an eye on what happens with that player. Or there's a player, and amateur scouts all have stories of guys they really wanted to get but they couldn't get, and they follow them longingly from afar. Do you find that in pro scouting? We certainly follow those guys once they get into pro ball. And one example of that is at the deadline in the uh, Romo deal. We also got back minor league right-handed pitcher. Chris Vallemont. Chris Vallemont. Who's pitched very well since he came in. Yes. He was a guy we had interest in going back to the draft last year. He was a fifth rounder for them. We had interest in him in the draft, and we saw him. One of our scouts, Keith Storr, saw him this year. Also had interest in him. So... That was how we identified this player, and you do some statistical analysis on him, and that checks out. And so that was a player that we targeted through those conversations, and it was a player that I think they were reluctant to give up, just as we were reluctant to trade Luan Diaz. So as we were going through that process, I think having the depth of knowledge on Chris and the information that our scouts had on him through the draft process helped us make that decision. That is the voice of Brad Style here on Inside Twins. He was the Twins minor league director for several years, now the director of pro scouting, talking about communication and, and trade situations, Chris Vallemont in particular, and we now welcome Derek Falvey back into the conversation here. Uh, I want to start with Brad's move internally to director of pro scouting, and I kept asking him, you know, because everyone said he's going to be a great fit. You obviously thought he was going to be a great fit, and he's done a remarkable job. What did you see in Brad strength-wise when you got to the organization that led you down that road? Yeah, I I had a good chance over the course of the first year while I was here, while he was in the role of farm director, to really get to know Brad and understand his skills and understand what made him tick and and what he really enjoyed. I think one of my jobs as, as our chief baseball officer is to figure out what are individual skills and then how do we maximize those skills as we continue to build our department and get better. And I think... Just like on the field. Right, exactly. Same thing. And so what Brad, what we identified with Brad is he was so into the details of understanding, assessing a player's talent and ability. And he did that in a farm director role, but there was maybe more that was scalable, you know, to in, in, in another way in pro scouting in a way that uh, we thought would really engage and, and, and uh, excite him to some degree. So we brought it to him, thought about it with him, and felt like he had the skills to identify. He's so organized. He's so he's so uh, detail-oriented that we need to know every minor league player in the system and every, every system because we don't know who we will trade for ultimately. Brad's done a really good job of making sure our scouts are in the right parks, our analysts are assessing the players correctly, and so collectively we are getting all the information so that when we're about to make a trade, we have everything in front of us. And, and we saw that play out. He talked about Valamont a little bit, and here's a guy that scouts had identified during the draft process, didn't get a dra- chance to pick him, stayed on him, understood it, suddenly conversations start, and when you guys are able to sit in that room and say, well, they're offering this group of players or whatever, you're able to turn to him with full trust and say, what do we have? No question, and I think that's a really unique example of when you're typically acquiring a Sergio Romo with the deadline, people think you trade away prospects, you get major league player. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where it ends. We tried to be creative this year around if we're going to trade away a player like Luan Diaz, who we like, who we think can help us in the future, 
we also want to get additional prospect value back while also getting a major leaguer. So that was a unique conversation we had going. We had Chris Valamon among a couple of other players in their system that we really targeted. Once we were able to include Chris in the conversation coming back to us with Sergio, we felt we helped our now team and found a way to replenish a little bit of our minor league system. Great explanation. We appreciate Brad stopping by earlier this week. That's the voice of Derek Falvey. One more segment with Derek. We work our way towards the rubber match of this three-game series, Twins and Tigers, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Baseball's better when it's a family affair. Bring the whole family to Target Field. Enjoy a game in the Cup Family section. Presented by Fox Sports North. It includes a free swaggered hot dog and Pepsi. Visit TwinsBaseball.com for more information. Excuse me. I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me. Get granular. Keep me in the pipeline. But nada. Nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. kids don't have a field to play baseball on, they'll find somewhere else to play. Help the Twins Community Fund's Fields for Kids program build and restore fields. Learn what you can do or make a donation at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back. It's Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And uh, Derek Falvey is our guest here in studio. You were at the fair, right? 
I was. So we got two years in a row now, back to back. Yeah, yeah, third now. That's third, my three, third three fair. fair years? That. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, your <laughs> shirts, a, you wearing bigger shirts now? It's a crazy Throw experience. Size? There's there's so much unique food out there, and there's uh, there's so many people. I had never been on a weekend. That was the first time. It was a little crazy. Yeah, it uh, it can get a little crazy this time For of sure. year, and hopefully this building's going to stay crazy all through the next month and on into the. The, the postseason as it's primed for, as you said, the, the fun part of the baseball season. This is where all the work comes in yep. and, and comes to fruition. Today, Martin Perez against Matthew Boyd, couple of left-handers. We've talked about it a little bit. It's an oddity in the way you parse it out, but the Twins have struggled in the last game of the series. Is that one of those things you just right off to chance? I mean, it's not a huge sample size, and, and I don't know that there's anything you could really say because the variables change when you're playing. Are they hot? Are they not hot? Who's pitching? Um, but rubber matches four and nine, and series on the line. We always talk about winning series, so pretty big game. Yeah, I think our guys know. You know, they they approach every day. I think what's great about our teams, they approach every day the same way. So I haven't noticed in a final game of a series versus a first game any change in approach. I think sometimes these things go they even out over the course of a year. Sometimes some years you you actually finish off series much better than others. Our guys know that they want to go and compete and win this game. You got a good pitcher on the mound on the other side and in Matthew Boyd and and somebody that we know um, but like is going to be a good pitcher, right? So you have yeah. to take good at bats. You have to grind it out. You have to try and knock them out of the game. You know, early, and I think that's what guys are going to do today. I want to talk about Miguel Sano a little bit because when he kind of made a transition midseason, he got hot there in the month of July, but he's sustained it, and it's not just the numbers. I don't even honestly care about what his numbers look like. His approach and his at-bats, no matter the result, have been so mature over the course of the last couple of months. I guess my question would be, is pride the word? Are you proud of that more than anything else? Is that the right word? I am. I'm proud for him. You know, I think he's gone through a lot over the last couple of years. And, and I remember this offseason, he was doing such good work and then cut his foot and, and had that stall again, you know, going into the season. And I know it was really disappointing to him. But I think what he's done is he continues to put the work in, even prior to the numbers, and, you know, him performing as well as he was. His approach, as you said, his ability to lay off that right-handed slider out of the zone, you know, his his understanding of how pitchers were going to pitch him. Now, it's a credit to his continued development to James Rouse and our hitting coach to guys like Nelson Cruz who have helped him think about the game differently I think this is a great story around a guy continuing to improve and us putting the resources around him to do it you knew Max Kepler was a good player and you wanted him long-term part of the organization did you see 35 home runs and counting coming this fast I, I think we saw the the potential certainly this guy hit the ball exceptionally hard um, maybe not always in the air at times to get those home runs and I think what I've seen in young players before I think back to a young Christian Yelich I remember seeing yeah. him years ago and thinking wow this guy has some power he hits the ball hard but those numbers didn't come right away now he's a he's a, you know he's as good as they come so I think you can see that with young players I think in Max you see some similarities as a young player you know really learning how to leverage the ball how to hit the ball to all fields and I think Max is the growth is still in front of him I believe that gonna be fun to watch we got about in 15 seconds what is your players weekend nickname oh I, I, I'd have to have somebody else choose Come it on. <laughs> you've never had a nickname you were called I, I think uh, Falv or Defalv would be the the easy one D-Falve. so let's just go with that all right Defalv <laughs> we appreciate having you here in studio you should see his shoes they're really cool and homage to his hometown <laughs> this has been Inside Twins we've got the pregame lineup card coming up next Twins and Tigers on your home for Twins Baseball You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. 
This is Chad Greenway of the Minnesota Vikings asking the old question, is it Duck Duck Greta or Duck Duck Goose? This epic debate has brought forth the hottest, smoothest vodka in the Midwest, Grey Duck Vodka. Grey Duck Vodka is different in all the ways that matter. Grey Duck is made from Minnesota corn, it's gluten-free, and is now available all throughout Twins territory. Being from the Midwest, we have the same pride in supporting our communities, businesses, and farms as you do. That's why we distribute to places you're already gathering, the cabin, the game, your local bar, your own backyard. Grey Duck will be there. Get the duck out. Adventure awaits at the all-new Dragon's Fire Aerial Act, Falconer, and the Vikings Invasion Encampment. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival, weekends in Labor Day now through September 29th. Discount tickets at Speedway, Cub, Menards, Coburn's, Cashwise, and RenaissanceFest.com. Out here, you need the power to control your environment, or it may control you. The power of the Kubota L2501DT Compact Tractor. It comes with all the easy-to-use implements you need and the kind of comfort that delivers a satisfied smile all day long. And now, get the Kubota L2501DT Tractor for as low as $139 a month, with 0% APR financing for 84 months, plus a six-year warranty. Now through August 31st, 2019. Visit GoKubota.com for more details or to find the Kubota dealer nearest you. This is the sound of at Koala Mama 85 asking DQ to bring back the Snickers Blizzard. And this is the sound of us making the Snickers Blizzard. And the all-new peanut butter pie blizzard made with Snickers. And this is the sound of 5,157 happy Snickers Blizzard lovers saying OMG, smile emoji, praise hands, thank you, exclamation point, praise hands, praise hands. That's what a Snickers Blizzard sounds like. And it's back with the all-new peanut butter pie blizzard made with Snickers. DQ, happy tastes good. Thanks to U.S. Bank, your banking is done in a few clicks, so you have time to get more done. Like, wake up, stretch, go to meetings, go to the gym, convince yourself you like the gym. It's fun, I really like it. A U.S. Bank checking account with online and mobile access allows banking to fit in your life. Call 800-720-BANK, visit a branch, or go to usbank.com slash checking. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. See a banker or visit usbank.com slash checking for more information. The U.S. Bank mobile app is free to download. Your mobile carrier may charge access and messaging fees. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. There's two ways to enjoy the Hall of Fame taste of Kilbur Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Traditional glass bottles and six-packs or by the case, or the go-anywhere, chill-instantly, unbreakable, resealable aluminum bottles. Choose your fun with Minnesota Made, just like me, Ken Herbeck. Kilbur Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Available at Cub Foods for your next get-together. Take it from Herbie, Killabrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Hot dogs, get your hot dogs here. The U.S. Bank meal deal offers a home run experience as you can purchase the U.S. Bank home run porch view or field box eye ticket and receive a free swagger hot dog and a refreshing Pepsi. Deal only available at Hennepin Grill and Taste of Twins Territory Concession Stands. Learn more. Visit twinsbaseball.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash 
the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.